0: You're listening to the Script Lab Podcast, I'm Shani Edwards. Today I sit down with Jeff Chan and Andrew Reimer, the writers and directors of Plus One. It's an adorable romantic comedy starring Maya Erskine from the TV show Pen15 and Jack Quaid from The Hunger Games. Also if comedy is your jam, don't miss my previous podcast with Madeline Olnick, the writer-director of Wild Nights with Emily. It's a non-traditional rom-com about poet Emily Dickinson's romance with her sister-in-law, Susan. Molly Shannon stars as Emily, and the film is terrific. Let's get to Jeff and Andrew and their film, Plus One. How are you doing?
1: Good. Doing great. Thank Thank you for having us. Yeah.
0: Good. So this movie was really fun, and it was a very authentic look, I think, at what it's like to be dating and, you know, looking for the one this day and age. But I have to ask, are either of you guys married, engaged?
2: No, we're, we are, neither of us are married or engaged, but we are in very different places uh, romantically.
1: I, I am, as Jeff likes to say, de facto married. Yep. Uh, I have been together with the same wonderful person for, I think, 14 or so years I love now. that you
2: don't even know.
1: I think we talked but We were trying to figure it out recently I think we've known each other for 15 years We've been together for a long time I count weeks
2: with someone I like, made it to 10 weeks This is amazing You don't even know what year you're on Yeah uh, I am it's great I am uh, You know Permanently single I've been uh, a, a chronically single i have on a, on again Off again
0: This is Jeff so, by the way This is
2: Jeff This is the guy Yeah I, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of Ben King in me I've been on the hunt for the one for a long time and have, uh, you know, been trying to learn my lessons that that's maybe not the best way to go about things, but you know, working on
1: it. Yeah.
0: So how much of the film reflects your guys' experience?
2: Most of it,
1: I think. A lot of it. I I think, uh, I think a sort of, uh, basic principle we sort of looked at, I mean, we both came up both as... You know, growing up as kids, and then also when we started to write together, really have always liked romantic comedies. And I do think that uh, there are obviously wonderful movies about relationships. And then there's also a lot of movies that kind of lie and perpetuate a series of myths about the way people fall in and out of love and that it has to be kind of magical and stuff. And so I do think in we wanted, we kind of endeavored to set out to make something that, you know, looked more like the way our friends get in and out of relationships and the kind of you know, awkward ways that those go. And they're not always ideal or easy or any of that.
0: Well, it's funny. I was watching the film and at one point I was like, can't they just say no? They're not going (laughs) to go to these weddings. Um, They could.
1: We wouldn't have a movie. (laughs) uh,
0: (laughs) I know. But my point is that it seems like our culture really fetishizes uh, marriage and weddings. Yeah. Andrew, you're obviously settled, but Jeff... Do you think you'll ever get married? Um
2: yeah, I think so eventually. I don't know. I I can I I'm try, I'm just working on like breaking a year, you know, <laughs> like let's cross that bridge first and then I'll think about it, but uh you know, I think uh, I'm from a Chinese family and there's definitely a, a lot of my cousins are uh married or on their way to getting married. My brother's married, so and there's certainly pressure on me from my family. To, to do it eventually, I think that's the most I ever think about it. Got it's it. like, I can't let my, my parents down. So, But on a personal level, it's not like a huge agenda item. Got it. Yeah.
0: So the film centers around uh, Alice and Ben mm-hmm. and they, are, they start out as friends. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the fact that Ben's dad is now on his own third wedding journey. How did that inform the script and how did that inform Ben?
2: Yeah, I think that that storyline between Ben and his father is, is really integral to Ben's arc and why he's feeling the way he's feeling. It was important to us to, to create two characters that are really upset about this marathon of weddings, but from very, very different viewpoints. So for Alice, she's getting over a breakup. That's pretty easy to understand why she doesn't really want to do this on her own. For Ben, it's more of a feeling of being left behind um, by by specifically the men in his life. You know, his best, in the beginning, his best friends getting married and you see him sort of calling his other buddies his sort of wingmen, and they're all in relationships now, so he's lost to them. And I think he sort of views his dad as that last person that um, he shares loneliness with. You know, his dad is someone he's always had there for him if he's wanted someone to play golf with or hang out with and now he's, he's moving on too. I think it's really about himself it's this feeling of like oh all these people doing this is making me feel like I'm doing something wrong or I'm I'm totally alone now and that's that's a really isolating feeling and so that's a big part of why he's coming down on his dad for it I do think there's another part of it that the way he's observed his dad and the way his dad has approached relationships has really uh caused Ben to want to do the opposite right so in viewing his dad, essentially failing at relationships in his eyes, like a a broken marriage is, in Ben's eyes, a a failed uh, relationship. He's like, I don't wanna do that. I don't want to be someone who gets with someone, marries them and realizes that I wasn't 100% sure and ends it because that would be the ultimate failure mm-hmm. in love. And so he really doesn't want to do that same thing
1: Yeah, and I actually think just from a, a screenwriting perspective one of the things that was sort of interesting about that clip in that relationship uh, At least for many many drafts. We actually were first sort of exploring emotionally I think Ben's uh, dad was a widower that his mom had passed away and that was like a thing that we we really liked sort of before we got into actually making this movie before we got into working with actors and 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 we really liked it emotionally as a sort of anchor point for this character. But as Jeff just said, we sort of found as we were sort of trying to bring this thing to life that it really wasn't helping advance the things we needed to sort of advance this character. It was kind of putting him, sticking this character in the mud in a way rather than giving him something to really work out and kind of have a more external, uh, you know. It it was really hard. We needed him to be sort of at odds a little bit and and, and have a much more complicated relationship with his dad than just be kind of unified in having lost somebody.
2: A protagonist who's mad at his dad for moving on from his dead wife is a pretty... That's not a very sympathetic
1: character. I think we did a table read and I think we got a couple of those like, guys, that doesn't work. That's not (laughs) a good character.
0: (laughs) Well, I I liked it as as a screenwriting point, just that It almost made him want to dig in more on Ben, on his position. Like, you know, this is, this is ridiculous. Let's talk about um, Alice and Ben's relationship. I don't want to stereotype, but it does really seem that women are more willing to kind of make that leap than men. Is did you, have you found that in life? And is that what kind of what we see between them a little bit?
2: Um yeah I also don't want to paint too broad but I I just in observing our female friends I think they're a little bit less fickle in their relationships than Men are, I think, um, or or even just speaking for myself, I I could be the person sitting with you at lunch being like, I've met someone and I'm going to spend the rest of my life with her. I need to make this happen and cut to three weeks later. I'm like, no, no, no. no. She, I don't like the way she laughs. It's over. You know, it's,
1: it's it's stunning.
2: (laughs) 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 It's crazy. It's like, that's, and I feel like that is more of a male trait, uh, than it is a female trait. This idea of like, this excitement of almost viewing yourself
1: as the romantic hero and going on the quest to to win the girl and I do think there are also things that are yeah I think it's there's certainly probably some some gendered part of it, but I do think that it really is like there are people who are really comfortable in and kind of um, can slip into a relationship really comfortably. I think that was part of this movie uh, is that Alice is a person who 's been in a, a long term relationship, and I do think. I certainly have, or we have quite a few friends or, you know, people we know that once they've been in a long-term relationship, that is a pattern that can happen where when you get together with someone, it's much easier for you to move faster to a point that for someone who's not used to being in a relationship is like, whoa, all your stuff is in my apartment. All your like, we're hanging out all the time. I'm used to having my independence. I'm in my late twenties, early thirties, whatever. And like, I'm on my own usually I usually don't have anyone in my space telling me you know moving stuff and even if it's not contentious it's just sort of like I've seen a lot of times it happen where just all of a sudden it's up in someone's face and whether that's a guy or a girl I think it's I think we have friends that are it's happened on both sides of that but I do think that that is kind of a a typical thing is that somebody uh, that's used to that relationship thing when they're looking for that just slips in and then kind of skips, I don't know, four or five steps uh, of the er- in the early going, and that can kind of freak people out. We like know? to
2: we like to say that Ben is a character who's watched too many romantic comedies mm-hmm. and has this idea that, like, you have the kiss, you roll the credits, and then you just, in most romantic comedies, you just don't see what happens after that, but you assume they spend the rest of their lives together. Yeah. And I think Ben has a bit of a, a f- just wrong-headed view of this stuff where he expects... That after he kisses someone, if he doesn't feel that way, like roll the credits, everything's going to be good, that that must make it wrong. And then he gets cold feet and bails. And yeah.
0: Yeah. So maybe tell me a little bit about your lead actors. Maya Erskine and Jack Quaid.
2: Uh, Maya Erskine, yeah, yeah Erskine. Um, uh, yeah, they, so we, half of the casting crew that worked on this movie went to NYU at various times. We have a very a creatively incestuous group of people that loves to work together. We'd worked with Maya on a couple short films and knew she could play this part, and really, really rallied for her to play it. Um, Jack was someone uh, who graduated. Three or four years after we did, um, we knew of him. We'd met him a couple times, but he's someone we actually uh, cast off of a um, off of a Skype call.
1: But um, because we we've been looking for this character for a long time, and we, a long time yeah. I mean, as soon as we met him, we were like, "Oh, that's that's the guy. That's the level of charm and humor and earnestness, and also you know just all, all the sort of things we were looking yeah. for." Yeah, Alice
2: is a character. Alice is someone that is doing most of the comedic heavy lifting and yeah. she really has to sell punchlines and and there's just a lot that she needs to do. And um, so we, we did a lot more auditioning for that role, including with Maya, even though we knew she could do it. That's just something our producers really wanted to see. With Jack and just casting Ben in general, we were just looking for people that were innately kind and good people because we knew on the page, Ben was a very frustrating character. He's someone that... Uh, spoiler, like hurts Alice, you know, it's hurts the character that you really come to fall in love with and acts sort of childishly and does all these things that might frustrate an audience. And so we really wanted someone that could sort of organically imbue that character with a likability and with uh, an edge of just a uh, sweetness. And the second we met Jack, we we're like, Oh, that's you. You know, you are, you are that person. So,
0: yeah, they, Play really well together. Uh, I think that was great casting choices, and she is definitely funny. She's got a big <laughs> career ahead. Yes. Why don't you tell me about your writing process? How do you guys do it? Do you sit next to each other? Do you email back and forth? What do you do?
1: We actually, uh, yeah, we, I mean, we started writing together in film school, but uh, this movie, and actually a lot of our writing, um, we do, you know. We do a lot of sending each other things back and forth. This movie, actually, we wrote four or five years ago now, and it was when Jeff was living on the East Coast directing commercials. I was out here working for one of our friend's TV shows, and uh, we were basically passing scripts back and forth over Dropbox. Um, I mean, we spent time breaking the story together, and then we certainly spent time tabling things together, but um, I do think that we've known each other for so long, and there's... Uh, so it's just kind of level of comfort and trust uh, That it's There's a ability to sort of pass a draft off And be uh, Like no Like kind of do something that I think is like Mostly a good idea Like that I'm not embarrassed to share with, with Jeff But like mostly be really excited To see what he's going to add to it And see how it's going to get better Like when he sends it back the next day Or a couple of you know um, I think that's Part yeah. of it, yeah. yeah.
0: So you started, you sent him the first draft of this? No, no, no. I
1: mean, we just, we just like started talking about an idea and we, and then we, it just, I mean, from, I don't know, maybe the first sentence, it's just sort of started snowballing and kind of, you know, building that way.
2: Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to shout out final draft revisions mode. Uh, <laughs> Reimer and I like to turn that on. I, I'm always red. He's always blue. <laughs> and from the first page, we're just, Riffing off of what each other is writing and you can look at it and you can see who did what that day and uh, You know add a script note add a comment just call the other person be like, "Hey, I know we've been changing this one word back and forth over the last three drafts Let's just talk it through like why do you
1: keep changing it to that word? And I'll tell you why I think it's this word or this line or I, I feel like an interesting thing We kind of found early was like we don't even we haven't had very many rules or anything mm-hmm. It's just been like if somebody makes a change we pretty much almost never change it back. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's, I think that's something that's been really productive. I'm sure I know a lot of people have writing partnerships. I know they can be really hard. They can also be really fulfilling and really exciting, but that's one of the things that I think has made our writing really fun together is that like, yeah, if I write something I write a joke, I write a line, I write an impassioned speech that I think is great. I typically like hand it over and I know like you're going to change some part of it. And then when you do, I think neither of us were like, "Well, I had it better, so I'm going to change it back to what I had yeah, it's like, all yeah. right well, that did what I had didn't really work for him, and what he has is good, let's try this, and so we can change things, but it's always like if you're going to change something, it's always finding a new thing or a new place to take it, and that you know yeah, I think that's you know yeah
2: it's it's a lot of leapfrogging, so yeah. while one person's writing new pages, the other person's revising the previous pages, and so on and so forth so that also keeps the process fresh. You're not just staring at a blank canvas all the time. Sometimes it's nice to just work off of something someone else has done. You know, revising is just as important as creating something new, but they are different parts of the brain, I feel like. Uh, you
1: also almost always have two scripts going at once. Like, Or not always, but like the two project thing mm-hmm, is, a, yeah. is a helpful thing where yeah, we have sure. like two things... Whether or not one of them is one of them might obviously be way more important, or like the job thing, or something. But there's, I mean, it's not always, but like it is a thing that we've had in the past where it's like there's two things being passed back and forth, and it can kind of be like a flip flop or a yeah. leapfrog kind yeah. of thing. Yeah,
0: that's great. So, about how many drafts did you do? Oh <laughs> my
2: <laughs> god, I have no that idea. is a that is <laughs> crazy to even think about for, I for mean, a
1: very for a very <laughs> straightforward romantic comedy, probably. 10 billion drafts. It's funny, when we when
2: we locked the cut of this movie, I went back and I read the very first draft of, of the script, which yeah. was, I think, 92 pages, uh, and the structure was generally similar, but a lot of it...
1: Like, and there are scenes that are still there from yeah, the beginning. Yeah, and of, yeah, a lot of
2: lines that are actually still there, but then from there, over the next year, it would balloon to 118 pages, uh... And that would, it would kind of stay in that zone for a couple of years, all the way to shooting. And then the editing process, we would pare it back down to a 98 minute movie. So what's interesting, and I would actually recommend writing longer. We're pretty obsessive about being script economy and trying to keep it on the shorter side and literally like taking out a word if that'll bump it down a page. You know, like we're really, <laughs> really intense about that. But but looking back on it now, shooting it a little longer gave us so much more freedom and latitude in posts to say to see that a line that we might have thought was the best line in that scene got killed cut the and then something you, else yeah. killed in a screening that was a late-game edition that might have gotten cut if we yeah. were being too intense yeah. about a script economy. So
0: yeah. uh, that's, that's interesting because, yeah, I'm actually working on that right now. am mm. <laughs> trying to get it down, you know? Yeah. yeah. So do romantic comedies typically come in, the screenplay, at 98 pages, or is it closer to... Hundred and five,
1: hundred and ten. I don't know, actually. Yeah, I don't know. We've we've read a couple this year now. Uh, I don't actually know. I, I imagine they're all in that in that range somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I'd be very interested to read a three hundred page romantic comedy. We what, should what write that. <laughs> Let's write uh, that. Then. Yeah, great. <laughs> There's three intermissions. It's love actually with five hundred characters.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you just can't take your eyeballs off of it.
0: And then. Uh, you guys also wrote an episode of Pen15? Yes. Um, t- why don't you tell me a little bit about that process and how you guys got hired to do that?
2: Well, uh, once again, you know, just getting to work with your friends is, is such a bonus. And we, uh, Pen15 got greenlit shortly after we finished shooting Plus One. Oh. And so, first of all, just that was so wonderful to get to see our friends. That was, that was created by three friends of ours, Maya, Sam, and Anna, uh, to get to see them go off and start that. Process while we were finishing up ours, and then the three of them came to Andrew and I and said, "You know, we'd love to if you guys came on for for one of our episodes." They'd already done so much uh, heavy lifting; their their entire season oh, yeah. had been designed. They knew they wanted to do an episode about racism, uh, and so they brought the two of us on to sort of. Break it down and then go off and, and write a draft of the script. So, we, we it, it's pretty amazing. Our, our line producer, a guy named Jeremy Wrights, was also the line producer and one of the lead producers of Pen 15. So what he did was he put the yeah, writer's Debbie room. And Debbie produced Williams, yeah. our
1: movie and also produced Pen15. Yeah, it was a, very, a lot of overlap. Yeah. And like half of our crew was on that trip. Yeah, too. Yeah,
2: exactly. So uh, they, uh, Jeremy and Debbie, decided to put the Pen15 writer's room in the same facility we were doing post for Plus One. So we'd literally be doing ADR with Maya in the morning. And then we'd walk out of the room next door, sit down and work on the story for Pen15 finish that, go back into the mixing room and continue working on plus one. So it was like, probably the most fun month ever.
0: That's That's really cool. So it seemed like for a while, romantic comedies kind of took a dip. Like they just weren't yeah. around as much. Yeah, yeah. They're starting to come back. They look a little different these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a lot of independent romantic comedies, What advice do you have for anybody who might be writing, uh, an independent, uh, a romantic comedy these days, like. Are audiences more sophisticated than they used to be? Like, what do you have to take into consideration?
1: Yeah. That's a really interesting question. I, I think a concise th- thing would some be some version of just be honest. I do think that they might have gone away because I do think people got... There were great ones for so long, and then I do think we at some point along the way they became a sort of formula and the escapism and the, and the kind of warm and fuzzy feeling kind of got ahead of the real, true emotions of what falling in or out of love or what having a companion really feels like. Um, so honesty, I think, is a really important factor in it.
2: Yeah, um, I would say figure out your central question um, and really, really hone in on that and focus on it. You know, when Harry met Sally, probably the best romantic comedy of all time. Obviously we took a lot from it uh, with our movie. It just, anyone can tell you what the central thesis of that movie is, what the central question is. Can men and women be friends? Mm-hmm. And they just went at a hundred miles an hour at that question and out came this wonderful movie. And ours was, was about loneliness. You know what? Uh, just, just the central idea of loneliness is. And that was the driving force of this entire movie of, of Really, the three central characters of, of Ben, Alice, and Chuck—the the father character—when you're lonely, what do you do with that? How do you how do you cope with that? You know, whether you're jumping into a marriage or teaming up with someone to go through it, whether you're using leaning on your friendships or your romantic relationships, how do you deal with loneliness? And I just think that is something that I don't see in a lot of uh, those those rom coms that that I think those studio rom-coms that kind of helped kill the rom-com for a little while uh is is not asking bigger questions and and tapping into something real my favorite uh response to our movie is when someone comes up to us and says that's me like i am ben and i i have to do some thinking right now like i need to go home and think about my entire life i love hearing that because that's that matters more to us than someone laughing like that you know comedy is great and it's great to sit in a room and hear people laugh but like getting to someone and, and making them think about how they are in their relationships or bigger ideas is way more of an exciting achievement to us and so I think that that's what really resonates with someone who makes them want to watch it again you know is, is what, what's your central idea or question that's making someone walk out of
1: the theater and think about their entire life.
0: So what's next?
1: Oh, what is next? Uh, we are working on a whole bunch of things. Uh, we're working on uh, some more scripts for movies. We're working. We're developing a TV show or two. We're working on things together. We're working on our own things, our own sort of things that keep us up at night. So you know, just certainly.
2: Yeah, we're we're um, the fun is that TV and film are two totally different worlds, and we very much want to operate in both of them and we also love directing and writing equally and producing and so it really frees us up to Take a look at where to next whether it's developing another feature to write direct and produce and have another baby essentially while also looking at what's out there to come on as a hired gun and just do a rewrite on a script or jump onto a television show to direct an episode and I think those are it's really exciting to have that, the diversity of options. Yeah.
0: Well I wish you the absolute best. Thank with you. Plus Thank one. you very much. Thank you. And I hope everybody goes out to see it. June fourteenth. Yeah. June fourteenth. <laughs> June
2: fourteenth. It's on all the things, <laughs> June fourteenth. <14th.
0: laughs> <laughs> <laughs> yep. Great. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. That was great.
1: Great. Thanks,
0: guys. Thank you. Thank you. That was
1: great.